Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespoke Lahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pigs Fly Shop of Oklahoma City. Welcome to another episode of Bespoke Oklahoma on this fine, chilly Wednesday evening. Uh, broadcasting live, as always, out of the Traditions Leather Craft Studio, 7500 West Reno, Suite 200. Casey is still rolling the closeouts this week. Um, even more closeouts listed to the website. And if you are a follower on his Traditions Leathercraft LLC Instagram and Facebook pages, you will have seen that he's also closing out uh, quite a few, excuse me, Brazilian tam, Brazilian uh, hair on cowhides. And I mean, just absolutely beautiful cowhides. They are enormous. Um, and he is closing out, what did he, what was it, 20 that he was doing close out on, Dustin? I think so. <clears throat> for $100 a piece. For that price and for the size of these bad boys, you are not going to beat that absolutely anywhere. Um, I know that those are going fast, so keep an eye on those social media pages. Uh, to make sure that you are able to grab what you want when you want it. <laughs> Just keep going. He'll be all right. He'll live. Um, so also this month, we've got one last class on the schedule for the month of January. Uh, and it will be this Saturday, January 28th, a basic introduction to floral carving. Uh, Hands-on class, you'll learn how to do Western floral carving. It is a beginner class. Uh, be sure to bring your basic carving tools, and we will provide a pattern on the leather to do your tooling on. Uh, I will say, too, that Casey does always have uh, some extra tools here and there. If you are thinking you may want to get into leather, but you don't have tools yet, uh, this may be a good introduction for you. And like I said, Casey always has a couple extra tools just uh, for anybody that needs it. Class fee is only $25. RSVP is mandatory. Now, he has not posted um, a February schedule yet. <clears throat> but we do have on the books... Um, uh, one class in March, or two classes in March, really. Uh, Saturday, March 4th, if you want to, if you're a big plan ahead kind of person. Uh, basket, basic basket weave stamping class. Uh, I took this class from Casey, would be a couple years ago now, and it was an absolutely phenomenal class, especially um, for someone who's just getting started in that. It seems like it would be something that would be pretty straightforward. <clears throat> but yet again, it's another one of those things that if you can get a couple tips and tricks from somebody who's been doing it, uh, it really shortens that learning curve and can save you a lot of leather and a lot of frustration. Also, Saturday, March 24th and 25th, 
Uh, we expect Jim Linnell from Elk Track Studio to work on a project at Traditions. Um, project times and project specifics are yet to be determined. But again, if you will keep an eye on the traditionsleathercraft.com website or the socials, Casey will post any updates um, to whensoever that class is able to be, spots are able to be purchased for that. Um, otherwise, that is all the, that is all the updates that I've got. Dustin, anything to add? Um, not nothing big. Except for, uh, this is kind of a stupid moment that I've had for the last two years and didn't realize <laughs> it. Um, do y'all know those third, like 13 pocket expandable folders? They put like document documents and whatnot in. An accordion folder? Yeah, but they're like plastic and it's got the, I, I got mm -hmm. a plastic one. And yeah. for years I've been messing with the flap. Like I'll, whenever I go to get something out, of it i'll fold the flap back and hook it to the bottom of my desk so it didn't slap me in the face <laughs> yeah i found out today that it has a notch on the back of it for the flap to slip into so it doesn't hit you in the face all these years all these years and like uh i felt dumb but also felt happy that i came to a non-violent conclusion for this folder <laughs> See, and I feel like I have <clears throat> a dad joke for this moment of if it was a snake, you'd have bit you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and also, I had a temporary new addition to the shop last night. Um, you know, I don't know if everybody knows yet, but I still don't have a beer fridge or a oh, no. here in the shop yet. So, you know, I have to go all the way into the house to get a cold drink. But last night... I was able to stick my drinks in the snow. Oh my gosh. And whenever I'd finish one, I'd just walk out, grab another one, come right back in, ice cold. Ice cold. Yeah. Oh I was pretty proud of myself for that. Uh, Did you guys get a lot of snow down there? I saw like, you were actually sledding. Yeah, we got like three or four inches. Oh, wow. Yeah, see? See? Four inches is a lot, right? It, it, yeah, I can verify it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, good. That's enough for the kids to play in anyway. Yeah, it, I'm it sure started, it's all gone now. It started, yeah, uh, it, the majority of it's gone. It started snowing at about like noon yesterday. And for the first few hours, it was a heavy snow, like big flakes. And uh, I think last night when I stopped working at midnight, uh, it was still snowing, but it was small flakes. It wasn't nothing big, and then the majority of it's gone by now. So, well, we got yeah. slush. So oh, that's fun. Yeah, we got like a like a, an inch of slush. <laughs> that's, well, that's what, what we you got. get for being in Tulsa. Well, I tell you what, it was not too bad. It didn't really, we didn't really get cold enough, I don't think, for the snow. It just, it rained all day yesterday, and then it snowed a little bit in the morning hours this morning, uh, but it was 35 when I woke up, so it, mm. not like it was going to stick around anyway, so. Gotcha. All right, so let's go ahead and introduce our guest. <clears throat> and we have a very special guest tonight. 
This is our very first guest that learned his leather skill in prison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, not I'm joking. Uh, tonight, Randy, are you gonna let him talk about you like that? <laughs> I'm just waiting my turn. <laughs> Tonight we have Randy Bradley of R and B Leatherworks here. If any of y'all ever go to the guild meetings or just to Casey's Traditions Leathercraft in general, you've met Randy. And the majority of people that when you say, "Yeah, uh, you talk to Randy this, talk to Randy about that," and they're like, "Oh, is that the the hat guy, the pork pie hat?" That's Randy. How's it going, Randy? Okay. I have been biting my lip. I got to catch up here for a minute, okay? Sit tight, all right? First of all, let's go back to these Brazilian hair on hides. Is that not an oxymoron? Irony, I guess, is what it would be. Brazilian hair on hides? Brazilian are you, hair are you freaking on hides. <laughs> that shouldn't even be to, to get you to be the car. Okay, in their freaking skin. I know, I hung some up. Okay, moving on. Jim Linnell, his class uh, in March. One of them's going to be uh, Swivel Nice Finesse. When I'm right. talking finesse, this dude signs his name with a Swivel Nice in cursive. How mm-hmm. insane is that? In- oh, it's, in- it's unreal. That is crazy. He's fantastic. He's a wonderful guy. I've spent a couple of days there with him in one of his classes. And uh, at, at the end of the class, I said, I showed him what I did. I said, Jim, what do you think? get your advice and he says well lay off six weeks then quit but i'm bummed i'll be here all week now <laughs> now i find out that dustin the master bull rider and now he just cuts them up and makes them into pretty things was yesterday years old when he found out that you when you put beer in the snow it gets cold <laughs> okay. Well, okay. well I, I didn't thing figure it out. I'm going to tell anybody, but it, I guess it's out. So, and so, <laughs> so anyway, well, I'm caught up. How y'all doing? How you doing? It? Hey, hey, it's good. <laughs> and also, kind of the uh, you know the Brazilian hair on hide bill is also funny because I'm a leather worker and I'm also allergic to red meat. I can't have. But I can Are you still skin. allergic? Oh yeah, I oh, I, I will probably always have it forever. Well, that, that sucks. sucks. Yeah, but your beer will be cold. Yeah, but as long as it snows. <laughs> but it doesn't snow enough here in Oklahoma for it, you know, to have a beer fridge all the time. Well, you know, and you're talking about. I make beef jerky also, one of my little mini talents. And uh, so I, I had somebody tell me, oh, it's really good. You ought to take it when you go do craft shows and such. And I could see now, from the rooter to the tutor, we do it all. We got you covered. <laughs> you can eat it, but you can't beat it. Here we go. <laughs> and, and no offense, no offense, but you guys need to liven up your intro a little bit like the old AM disc jockeys. And now a blast from the past from our massive stacks of wax. Anyway, yes, yes, and for all those out there that are wondering, I am absolutely sober. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can vouch. I mean, I, I believe it. I believe it. 
<laughs> that's why. We, that's why. We, that's why we were excited to have you on, Randy. <laughs> we need to. We need to somebody to kick our asses into twenty twenty three here, and, and this is a great way to do it. Heck of a deal. Have you been have you been busy? Well, I guess so we know Randy cuz cuz you know Randy's the head. we know Randy. But but Randy tell our listeners um cuz believe it or not we do have people that listen to this show that aren't our personal friends. Um go ahead and tell the folks what it is you do and how you got started. But before you do that, I want you <laughs> to introduce yourself like you always do at the guild meetings. Oh. Oh. Oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, as you said, my name's Randy Bradley. Um, I uh, am a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a former, I, I was a uh, male prostitute for years, uh, international <laughs> assassin, did that for a while. Neither one worked out, you know. Uh, so I had to do something. And uh, I thought, well, you know, what the hell? I'll make something out of animal hide. And so here we are. But uh, I, uh, no, I, I, I did this, I did leather work, like a lot of people got interested in it or exposed to it in uh, junior high, high school, and uh, kind of forgot about it, didn't think about it for years until a few years back, and I quit smoking, and this was 2017, and uh, I had to have something to do with my hands that was what legal. What to do with my hands? In, that was legal in public. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I got some tools and then about 10 grand later, here we are, <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I make hats. I make, uh, uh, don't make belts that much anymore. I did for a while, but I mostly make hats and bags and wallets, small wallets and things like that. And, and, uh, hang out at the leather store cause it's fun. And, uh, I like to, uh, uh, I have other hobbies besides leather, but that, that seems to be the one that takes up most of my time. Does it actually, does do? it actually pay? Is, I mean, that's the, that's well, the you, question. We... <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I well, already know the last, answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last, uh, last Memorial Day, I did a three day, uh, craft show, craft show. It, it was a Paseo festival, and uh, which is not confused with the Paseo Arts Festival, which is runs exactly the same time, right next door. This is the Paseo, whatever festival, oh. and, uh, market festival. That's what it was, and it's in the parking lot of the Paseo Grill, which is right next to it. So you get exposed to about over three days, fifty, sixty thousand people come by. And uh, I, I've told Dustin this story before and some others that I was, it was 375 bucks for three days. And I was scared to death. And I was, I was, if I could have just made that back, I would have been shickle titless. I would have been happy. Oh, yeah. Big and slow. I had that by 11 o'clock Saturday morning. I was, it, people were insane. It was, they were just coming by just throwing money at you, you know. And, uh, but the hats were real popular. The bags were popular. The bags, I think, were popular because I had a lot of them that had fringe. And oh, everybody likes the been, fringe. If you've ever been to the Paseo uh, district, you know 
fringe and patchouli and bright colors colors and hallucinogenics are usually pretty popular. So I'm I'm one of the three. So, uh, but and the and the hats were real popular too. I do top hats and pork pie hats, and I got to give my buddy Red Avery a plug real quick because we're we're, this is the first time I've ever uh, combined. you know, conspired or whatever the word is I'm trying to think Collaborated. Of. Thank you so much. Collaborated. I know some words. And I'm, we're doing a top hat. And you can see on Red's Facebook page or in the, maybe in the Leather Crafters group, uh, doing a top hat and, and together. And he's, he's doing all the carving and I think he's going to assemble it. But anyway, we're going to do figure out something for me to do with it. And uh, uh, it's, it's really cool. Uh, I love making top hats. I'm making a, a flat cap now, but it would completely wipe me out of hat. So I'm having to restock and still am not even caught up uh, on the hat. The hats were real popular. Like I said, the bags with the fringe. You, I guess you really never know what is going to sell at a, at a at an event. Could be something else this year. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to bet it's going to be something similar. So. Well, and your hats are cool. That's that's the first thing that I saw that that you had done because my uh, we had tried to do a hat at one point, and it it I mean it 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 looks like a hat, and you can put it on your head, uh, <laughs> but it's I would say it's anything that's going to sell out anywhere. Uh, but I love the hats, and, and I think okay. that a lot of people do. Just it's one of those things. That I think a one of us probably a. Most of us probably aren't brave enough to try for hats. And two, it's just a neat thing to do out of leather. And you do them well. So I, I love your hats. Thank you very much. And by the way, I love the A and two. I, was, that's, I do that too. Uh, well, that's very nice for you to say it. But what people don't understand, what they don't realize is that any hats you see me wearing or, or showing or whatever, that's, be, that's about the fifth or sixth iteration of that hat and oh, no, really? I've, I've made i've already made two or three tries at a hat by the time i make something that that is presentable in public that uh and that go, but that goes with everything i make i screw up more stuff and, and have more scraps more of my projects end up as key fobs than than you could ever imagine <laughs> and that's why i've got i bought a clicker press and a little and a, and a die, so I, of key fobs and coasters, so I knocked those suckers out. I handed down some some of those type projects to. There's a a young leather crafter in my area, and I said, "Well, I've got some examples of what not to do. If you'd be curious to see those, <laughs> I've got the the what not to do box. If you want it, right? Well." <laughs> And, and, and Dustin was talking about earlier the Oklahoma Chisholm Trail Leather Guild, which I'm a member of. I claim them; they probably don't claim me. But uh, <laughs> the uh, damn, there it went. There it went right past me. Right now. Gone. Oh. But no, they they uh, they do some really neat stuff in there. They'll they'll say they'll we'll have breakout sessions sometimes uh, where. A lot of those guys in there are just absolute masters craftsmen. They just are fantastic. And so it's it, what's so great about, I think about it, is you get to learn from these guys for free. 
I mean, they'll, oh, absolutely. They'll, you know, Bill, show me how to skive something. Okay, and it, it may be there three hours, but you're going to learn. You know, you're going to learn from a guy who's been doing it since the '60s. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> you know, somebody show me how to do this. Somebody show me to. They'll show you anything you want to know. And, and some a lot of times I have breakout sessions where they'll split into like three groups, and somebody will talk about maybe talking about business side of leather or like built doing skiving or Tony doing bags or something. And uh, you can just go to each one. And, 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 uh, and so they asked if I decode, who's the Texas, the minutes. I'm not sure what you call it. Treasurer. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, she, Se- well, secretary. Yeah, that lady, that D, minutes. D and Alan. She uh, sent out an email a while back asking if anybody wanted a breakout session. It said, I can show you what not to do. So <laughs> yeah. I'll show you what not to do. I didn't get a reply. So <laughs> No. No no invite on that one. No invite. None. Oh. None of Rooney. So So with your hats, do you do you follow patterns or are you just uh are you oh, swinging absolutely. it? Absolutely. What I, I I get patterns there's a couple of different places. Most like my hats uh, I get from uh, Diesel Punk. Okay. Tony in Roma- Bucharest, Romania. The guy's crazy, but he's really good. And he puts together these patterns. And the, the thing is, he's in Europe. So, and Europe is on, they use A4 paper, size paper. Um, and you, but if what I do, I print it on legal size card stock and it comes out perfect every time if you can have problems printing some of his patterns if you don't hold your mouth right and print it right on the right <laughs> and so i use it i use his patterns and uh and, and, and they you just tape them down to the to the leather and, and get after it but uh yeah, that, and then I use another. There's another place, Quarter C O R T E R. Oh, Quarter does good stuff. Yeah, yeah. The guy's a little little different, but you know, he nice seems like a nice guy. He does some great bags and wallets and such. That's I've used a couple guy. of his bag patterns. Oh my gosh, fantastic stuff! And the videos that he does are phenomenal too. They really are. Don't you want to just go and hang out there with him for a while? Yeah, maybe not in Massachusetts right now, but yes, I would. Right you know, and then you can, then you can pop over to Buckle Guy while you're up there, and oh, absolutely. I think he, even uh, he gotta get he's gotta get rid of the creepy bald. Oh, those yeah. cats are so weird. They're so weird. <laughs> they just look. They look, I don't, they look familiar, so I'm just leaving it. Oh, uh, but uh, I have a friend that has one of those hairless Mexican dogs. That's just oh weird. To. Things uh, like yeah. that should have hair. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend in Brazil would hate me if I if she heard me saying that. But yeah, <clears throat> they're just creepy little hairless pussy cats of some sort. I don't even know what they are, but I'm sure they were probably expensive. Yeah, they're like Egyptian something i don't know yeah, everything I, hairless I, is more expensive but, but he does uh he does 
does some crazy good stuff. And, and uh, you know, he was sponsored by Weaver for a long time. And then uh, he left Weaver and went to Buckle Guy. And uh, Buckle Guy is putting out some uh, punching irons, chisels, with his name on it. Uh, Mark, you know, produced them and some that looks yeah. really, really cool. One of my favorite pieces of quarters is he has a, a hammer that he uses usually when he glues or stitches to kind of smash down the edges. And on it, it says it's the quarter pounder. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah he, and he's had it like custom die cast. I mean, it is it is legit. It's It's super cool. Did you see they're selling those? Are they selling the quarter pounder I, I be, now? I believe they're going to sell it through Buckle Guy. Oh, I I shoot. No, I didn't see that. I thought I saw some on there the other day in one of his videos. He had like several laid out. But, uh, yeah, the quarter pounder. The quarter pounder. <laughs> Jeez. We need, to think, we need to think of something like that for KC, the traditions. I told him a long time ago I was going to make him up a, uh, a theme song. And I never did. But I need to do that. At some point, we got to get clever and make KC some millions. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we better rethink that one. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the guy, and I'll, I'll make some money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, Dustin, did you See? get your shop all put together yet? Um, I got the workroom. Uh, all put together and set up to where I can work in it. I I kind of finally decided as I was trimming out the workroom, I was like, you know what? I don't have to have the closets or the showroom or the bathroom finished. I just need the workroom because I got tired of having stuff in the bedroom, stuff in the living room, working at a short coffee table, having to go out in the garage and cut and seal stuff. So I just moved everything into the workroom, and then eventually I'll get around to finishing the closets and the, the other two rooms. So, yeah, I'm basically in. I just got to do a little bit more finishing work on different rooms. So that's a yes? Yeah. Okay. Long, long story for a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, well, I'm planning when I completely get it completely finished, hopefully around summertime, I'm, I'm planning – Having like a an open house, like when I get it the way exactly how I want everything, have an open house to all of our leather friends to come and hang out, just have like a little cookout, you know. You know, and I was thinking about that uh, a while back too. Is is you you remember was it last year, year before when we had that kind of uh, uh, pop up there at Casey's on no tax day or whatever it was and yeah about five or yeah. six servers or whatever had tents and and i think i'm the only one that sold anything it was a five dollar wallet or something and uh, she paid with a credit card thank you very much no and, shoot uh, yeah <laughs> so but i was thinking this summer i know people have plans with it's hard to do stuff in the summer but man that would be so cool if we had either you know at your place or or at, even at traditions have a big, you know, invite everybody that on the Leather Crafters page, you know, say, hey, come out and bring your leather if you want to or not, and we're going to cook out and 
hang out and play music and do leather stuff if we want to or whatever we want to do and just meet each other and and teach each other new tricks yeah that, that it'd be pretty awesome we have to I, i'm sure we could get casey to do it uh, and just, that, would, that would give him some sales yeah yeah that would be fun that would be a fun thing well and i think i mean and maybe we could put something like that together with like the the swap meet, but the problem with the swap meet is everybody was so kind of in and out, come and go. It's kind of a whole different, whole different mm. deal. Summer would be nice, though. I don't know that that pop up that y'all did was in what July or August, and was just yeah, that was August. Hotter yeah. than sin, and it was windy. Yeah. Oh, windy. Bad, and there was no windbreak. I tell you what. Speaking of that, when I was at that uh, Paseo thing, Lord have mercy, everybody was fighting the wind. Everybody. Pop-ups, tents were flying, literally, mine included, flying all, you know, going airborne. Little girl in the tent next to me, it was her first show. She's an artist, Mm -hmm. she's a painter, bless her heart. Her tent just ended up on mine several times, and, and she had paintings. So what they ended up doing was laying them down on flat on the ground, on 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 boards, but flat on the ground. So you had to walk up and look down to see them, and it was really a kind of cool this way to this place. She sold more stuff than she ever could have imagined, and, but the wind was just brutal out there. Literally. When did I you had, do that one? Huh? When did you do that one? This was Memorial Day last last year last memorial day oh yeah saturday sunday yeah. Monday, and all three days it was howling and every day i'd get there i got there and set up early no i got there i went there friday night and set up and come in saturday my tents all cratered fixed it all up with the help of a lot of the people that were there were a lot of help which is kind of cool uh, people helping you know don't even know you or who you are they're just you get there and they're working on your tent and you're like crap thank you and uh, every day, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, every single day, I I would leave, no matter how much I had it tied down, I'd get there and it would just be destroyed, and I have to rebuild it. And I had, I had anchored with with uh, rope in anchors into the concrete because it was in a parking lot, and they had con- they had eyelet anchors drilled into the concrete. I had that. I had it tied down to those. I had it on probably twenty pounds on each corner. And it was still lifting the tin out of the ground. And it's like, that's crazy. But it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I hate, I hate no Yeah, I tell you what, I've heard from a lot of leather crofters here lately that, uh, or, and just makers in general, that shows have been a little rough the last six months, eight months, maybe. I haven't done any uh, since... I did okay this summer, and in the fall, early fall. At, yeah, uh, I was. I, I'm almost always at the Red Barn Market there in Moore, um, 134th and Western, Southwestern. Uh, and man, I, you can go in there in the spring or late spring and summer, early fall. Lots of traffic, uh, foot traffic, and and Kathy and Leah that run that are really cool. Cool people, and uh, I always do. I it might be 
I could probably, I've been doing that for several years. And I probably count on one hand how many times I didn't make the $40 booth rent. So, you know, it's like 40 bucks for a 10 by 10 for one day, which, and it's nine to five or whatever it is on a Saturday. So it's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Oh, a lot of people up here do, um, oh, I Tulsa do uh, the October. You okay, Randy? I was moving my guitar out of the way and knocked the phone off. <laughs> there we go. Now we're back. We're okay. back. Good to go. But yeah. Like I said, a lot of people up here do Oktoberfest. And it's five days, I think. And like six, seven hundred bucks to get a spot. Um, but... From what I understand, it's well worth it every time. My trouble is is getting enough inventory to do a show, like a five-day Oktoberfest thing. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine the inventory you would have to take to something like that. Well, and, 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 and you know, in like our situation where it's just us, maker, you know, single one or two people making, you know, for the cause there. And, and trying to come up with enough inventory. Actually, I'm still trying to build up for, for this coming Memorial Day. And uh, it's insane. And mm-hmm. because I'm, like I said, I'm still down inventory wise from that last one, the Memorial Day. That was a three day show. That's a, that takes a lot out of you, especially if it's just what you're the only person. You know, if you yeah. have it's one thing. But yeah, that, that is wipe you out. And it's hard to know how much. Now- that's something I was kind of sheepish about when I was signing up for shows this fall was like, well, crap, if I get one good one, I'm not going to have enough left and I'm not going to have time to do anything else. So I was kind of trying to be careful what I signed up for just in case. Now, of course, you know, it never did it happen that everybody, anybody bought me out, but uh been cool if they did, but you know, there's <laughs> be a whole lot cooler if they did. <laughs> it'd be a whole lot cooler if they did. Um, but you know, that's I feel like it's kind of one of those Murphy's Law things. Like if you're not prepared for it, it's going to happen. And right. and if you are, you kind of this was this was my take. first time at doing doing a three day show, and uh, I, I I was prepared and then for some things and not prepared for others. Uh, I always had an ice chest full of snacks and drinks and stuff. Uh, so that was prepared, you know, that part. And I had reasonable amount of inventory. But after that show, I, I had to cancel the June Red Barn Market because I didn't have anything. And some of the things I, had I nothing to bring. Prepared, some of the things I weren't prepared for at the Paseo thing was the, the people watching. Wow. That was Oh, I bet. Awesome. But <laughs> I swear to God, I was I was totally straight, and I saw a pink, hot pink standard poodle walk by, and uh, we had another dog that was some other different color. And uh, now, now I was sitting next to a booth of Native Americans who, who could have handed me something organic that you know I don't know about. <laughs> no, it was it was. It, and this this was uh, the first. Let's see, the, the, one of the kid, the, the guy, young guys that put it on. Uh, it was one of the first times for him to do it, and it, it, they did a great job. They took care of people, and 
But yeah, I, I, have you guys ever done or known anybody that's really done a renaissance fair? I've been getting a lot of people going, hey, with your hats and stuff, you should do renaissance fairs. Uh, like the medieval fairs coming up here at the end of March. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the last time I checked, they were kind of proud of their booth space there. They are. So I, I was like, yeah. And I, I... That's... You gotta understand, I grew up in Norman. And when, when, when I went to the medieval fair when I was young, it was actually just like normal life. I mean, that's how old I am. Um, but no, it was at the duck pond which is over just east of the stadium. And mm-hmm. it was beautiful and rolling hills and a little pond there and everything. And it rock stone bridge. It just looked real good. Now it's at Reeves Park, which is baseball diamonds. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> How medieval is a baseball diamond? But anyway. But no, they, they charge a lot of money, I think, to, to uh, more than I thought was reasonable. I, I've heard for the medieval festival that you have to, uh, as a vendor, you have to dress the park the whole time. You're you there. do. Yeah. And well, there, goes, there goes that. Yeah. And <laughs> I, it, ain't, it ain't happening. I, I, I've also heard that it, it's rough being a vendor there. Uh, just the long days. And it's what? Isn't it like three to four days long or a week? It's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. Oh. I, I've heard it, it's rough to be a vendor for that one. Just the, the amount of people, the people, and you know, having to be in you know, medieval-like costumes for the whole time. I, I've heard it's rough. I, I haven't heard of the prices for a booth fee, though. I, I, I didn't hear the thing about the uh, having to dress in costume, but... Uh, yeah, they that would be a deal breaker for me because, uh, and and a lot of the people that are there, not the vendors so much, but the the even when they're away from there, they 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 speak in in character, and you're like, what in the hell are you having a stroke? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know. Thou, thou, thou dost. I'm amazed at the ones that can keep up with it whilst intoxicated. Uh, I love it, and and actually, we go. So a lot of years we have been to uh, the Castle of Muskogee's Renaissance Festival, and it it is like multiple weekends. For like a month, month wow. and a half. So, I mean, in total, I mean, you'd probably end up vending 10, 12 days. Um, mm-hmm. And you got me curious. So I pulled up their website and it has a list of the vendors, but like it doesn't have anything of like how to become a vendor. So I'm assuming like you have to know somebody who knows somebody and like submit a firstborn child or something. Yeah. But it, it might I'm be gonna... a lot like the arts festival, like you're juried in. And I, I think once you, if you're juried in and then you follow all the rules, you get that spot for like the next three years. You still have to pay, but like yeah. you, but you, you get did. Save a spot. Yeah. And I'm going to bet 
as many people as come through the castle of Muscogee's Renaissance, I mean, it's probably tens of thousands of people over the course that they do their Renfest. I'm going to bet that it's incredibly competitive and incredibly expensive to get mm-hmm. a spot there. But see, I think I think it would be a blast. Just stay a little toasty the whole time. You know, I can get in character. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's like I've, we've we've talked to a lot of the vendors that do it, and they are all definitely in costume. Like everybody has to be in costume. Um, and a lot of people speak in character as well. But the vendors, I mean, obviously it's it's well worth it to any of the vendors that that do it but again that's another one where good god the amount of inventory that you would have to have would just be like um turtle island moccasins are you guys familiar with the no 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 so he's a he's a shoemaker and he he does lots of renfest stuff but not just renfest um but he always has a booth at the the castle of muskogee and it's, I mean, they've got like this little wooden, you know, because they've got wooden buildings and everything. So he's got like, I mean, what looks like his own little shop in the Renfest. It's really cool. It's, I'll, I'll nerd out for a bit and admit that I freaking love the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> and I, I wish, I wish that I could get big enough and have the time to have the inventory to go do something like that because I think it'd be a kick in the past that and rendezvous uh, that that would be another fun one uh, that would be time consuming and take a lot of dedication but be a lot of fun what is that one? rendezvous is uh, again all in character but it's um, like think like western trapper uh, the great west um Lewis and Clark. Uh, like yeah, yeah. But it's like it's all like the West. So like everybody brings out tents and um in fact like a lot of people even their clothing is like super and and that's what's interesting too, is like if you sell leather craft at a rendezvous, you can't sew it with a sewing machine. Like you have to use tools that would have been Specific, I, and I don't think all of them have the exact same rules, but a lot of the a lot of the rendezvous um, have pretty specific guidelines on like what the clothing can be made out of, what your leather goods can be made out of, uh, how they can be constructed. I mean, it's a, it's a whole culture in its own, and well, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same type deal where it's like a a week or something, you know. But all the vendors, you got to bring your own tent and and your own campfire and, you know, tough it just like everybody else for a week. So That would be kind of neat, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, I would lean towards that more than I would the, the uh, medieval type fair type things. It's just, just well, that, I think. It's fun. It's more practical. It's, yeah. yeah. The rendezvous, yeah, the rendezvous stuff is is more. Uh, the The Renaissance is probably mostly theatrics, you know. <laughs> whereas, whereas the rendezvous, you know, like I said, it's all about period accuracy, um, and 
and keeping true to the 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 art of the the different crafts from that time so I don't know. I the one thing that has held me back is I thought I'm just not that big a fan of hand stitching. So <laughs> Yeah. Right. I have got I've too got a, cozy on my sewing machine. I've got a class twenty six that's sitting in my garage right now that I need to you know, someday I need to <clears throat> figure out how to use it. In fact I'm sitting here doing Do you, one of Diesel Punk's flat caps, which this particular one takes a of hand stitching and Ooh. I'm going to figure out how to do it on the, on the machine one of these days we'll figure this it stuff, out <laughs> this, you know, I like hand stitching it's great it's you know it's it's uh but man sometimes you're just like that shit's for the birds this has got to be so do you uh, I was craving your Instagram Randy do you have your shop in like a like a camper it looked like like a I, I toy hauler camper? I did it one time. I was living in an RV. I still have the RV, and I'm look, maybe moving back into it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have RV. bought an RV and uh, is a toy hauler. And I, the, yeah. my shop set up in the back part where the toy hauler part was. And things changed, and I decided I was going to sell the toy hauler. And I had it sitting over at a friend's car lot, and I moved in with my son. So he's got an enclosed patio, which is where I'm at now. This is, uh, uh, I've burdened him with all my leather garbage out here. So uh, I'm probably going to go back. If the RV doesn't sell before long, I'm going to go back and just do that. Get back in there and go back that way. But that's, I've made a lot of stuff back there. It's a little small. It can get small real quick. It looks a little tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's about 10 by 7. Something like that. Oh, okay. And uh, I had two benches, and uh, and then the sewing machine. You had two what? Bench. Benches. Okay. I had my benches up front. My benches. Were yeah. It's like I was I, like, I heard, damn, tell it, Randy. Too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. My benches and my winches. <laughs> and uh, oh. so. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah. And uh, you know. I, 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 I have other hobbies. I, 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 uh, my first hobby I've ever done since I was a kid was play guitar. And I love doing that. So I have seven guitars, a mandolin, a ukulele, a banjo, much harmonicas, different stuff like that. Just That's my first love. Music was my first love and always has been, always will be. Uh, and then I've recently taken up watercolor paint, painting. Really? I don't know why. I guess it was a dumbass thing to do. Because, <laughs> uh, I really suck. But, you know, it may, it, I may, I, it's relaxing, you know. It, it, I don't have, I, I'm not going to try and sell it so there's no stress. Like with leather, you know, you, you, you've got to, you, you, you really don't want to, like you said earlier, you don't want to put out a product that you wouldn't be okay with selling. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, you know. There's a even I have a a line that I won't cross. I have standards. <laughs> Mine are real low, but uh, <laughs> but they are there. there. They are there. <laughs> and uh, but no, I I I tell you, I'll be I'll tell you a story. This first when I was just starting out at doing this, 
one of the first shows I did was out in uh, at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds, and I had didn't have a whole lot. Of, I hadn't done any hats, or I think all I had really was wallets and belts. And uh, this lady and, and sales were awful at this at the time, and so, and this may be why this lady comes by and she's like, picks up one of these bifold wallets that I made. Oh, that. How much do this? I told her, oh, okay, so I, I want to get this for my husband. So okay, so I'm looking. I'm trying to get my uh, uh, square thing to work on my um, iPad. And in the meantime, she goes, I'm going to check. I want to check and make sure that uh, the driver's license and that credit cards will fit in these pockets. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You know, and I'm still trying. To, and it, she pulled them out, and it would not fit. The pockets were. Oh. Eighth of an inch too narrow. Something I didn't check mm -hmm. when I, before I put it out there. I had others that would it, that were fine. In fact, all the rest were fine because I checked them after that. But that was the problem. I yeah. it after that, so you know, hey, lesson learned: check your stuff before. Make sure everything. You know, I, I do that, and I ever since, and I've done that. That was so embarrassing. You know, and she just kind of said it dead. Okay, never mind, and kind of walked away. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. And you're just standing but, there with your phone in your hand, looking like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, idiot's a little harsh, but you know, thanks. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> you're right, and and so I. I, I no, I I've, I've been there, man. <laughs> it taught me a valuable lesson because everything goes gets checked a couple of times at least, you know, before I I decide to put load it up and take it. Uh, uh, and 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 that's that uh, that that taught me something right there. That almost almost made me quit, but I didn't. It didn't bother me that much. I mean, you no. Know. Jacob Jacob has a wallet that there's a whole pocket that he can't even use to put a card in because if he did, half inch of the card would be sticking out the top of the wallet. Because I didn't check that one either. You know, yeah. <laughs> oops. On, on, so, the, on the good side, though, if you catch that one, you're making it. At, like right after you make it, if you catch something like that, uh, I give it how many times? There's been many times that I've done it, and okay, well, I guess I got myself a new wallet. Okay, I guess mm -hmm. I got myself a new card holder or a new belt or a new. Mm -hmm. you know, I'll turn that into a guitar strap or something, you know. Uh, and then there's there's times when I I made something and I thought. Hell was selling that. I, that looked good. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> and uh, it's like, dumbass, you need to sell it. You know, you made it. To I sell. may have I'm used. Cheap. I may have used some of my Christmas money to buy myself a purse out of my inventory. <laughs> 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 well, every uh, a lot of times I make custom stuff for people. I'm like, oh, you know, I really like this. And they're like, oh, we'll make you one. And I'm like, you don't understand. I I don't get to make me stuff. Like that's not that's not really how this works. A lot of times, and uh, and so yeah, I just decided to treat myself out of my own inventory. But I paid for it, you know, because you paid yourself gotta, for it. Got to show a profit somehow, right? Uh, that a girl. There you go. There you go. But yeah. So and and. See, I, I came from, I did computer technical support for 30 years and uh, hated it every minute of it, almost. 
not every minute, but almost every minute. Just hate it. Hate computers. It made me a very nice living. Uh, I was able to, you know, provide for my family real well. But I did not like it. I didn't like the people, dealing with the people associated with it. Uh, you know, when, when somebody, you go to a, a user's desk and they pop open their CD-ROM deal and say, my, my cup holder won't stay open. You know, you, want, <laughs> you, you just want to choke them. Uh, so now, you know, now I'm doing doing this and and uh, retired. I'm doing this and I hang out and help Casey every now and then. And it's not even like doing. It's not even like a work. It's just you know you just love doing it. It's it's a when you when you love what you're doing, you know it's it's a whole lot better. No stress or very little. Anymore. Do you have any shows planned for this year? Or are you just going to build inventory and see how it goes? Um, well, I, I keep there's a, a, a page on Facebook called Vendor Vibes that I'm on, and I, I watch that, and I see a bunch of garbage on there. But mm. every now and then you'll see some decent ones, and, and uh, that's how I, found, I think that's how I found the Red Barn, and uh, they they do, the Red Barn is every third. Sunday. It's weird. It's every third Sunday, but they're not there on Sunday. They do <laughs> Friday and Saturday. They used to do Sundays. Then they went Saturday and Sunday. Then they went Friday and Saturday. So, but anyway, because sometimes the second Saturday is the same as the third, is followed by the third Sunday. Look it on your calendar. You'll see them. Anyway, <laughs> Trust it's, me. it's weird, but uh, I do that. I'm going to try and do that when it warms up. Uh, might try that in April. Probably not in May. Uh, but I might do it in May. It's, you know, I, I like doing I've done them out at some friends of mine have an alpaca ranch out in Newcastle. And I've done it out there. And they're, they're super nice people. Uh, those are always real fun. But uh, right now, I don't have I don't have any planned regular scheduled craft places to go other than the Red Barn. I was, uh, I was thinking earlier before we started the show, I think Randy is my first, one of my first uh, leather friends. Once I started getting, you know, I made the Oklahoma Leather Crafters group, it, but we would hang out at Candy's before Casey uh, opened. Well, was that the guild meeting we always meet at, or what was that? Yeah, we met like once a month, but I don't remember if it was the guild yeah, me- meeting or not. A, well, they, they, I would go to the guild meeting there. Uh, Larry, uh, what was his name? Larry something or another. And I apologize, I can't remember his last name, but he, uh, I met him actually in 2016-ish, 2017 early. At the Cleveland County Fairgrounds, the same show, but it was before I was doing them, and he did super fantastic work. I mean, just eagles that were just three dimensional, and he's the one that got me into that. Said, "Hey, you need to go up to the Leather Crafters uh, Leather Guild mm. to meet at Tandy, and, and then yeah, I met you up there, and we would hang out and irritate Chad and, <laughs> and uh, annoy the Iranian." store manager who looked like he was from 
I don't know, the Bronx or something. I don't know. Chad's a cool guy. I like Chad. Yeah, I think I'm still Facebook friends with him. Yeah. I don't, I don't I know don't what happened to him. But, yeah, and Tandy was, was okay. And I don't have anything bad to say about him. I just don't go there anymore. Uh, although I'd almost rather go there than Hobby Lobby. I hate nah. With a passion. Oh, you you hush. I love Michaels. Michaels is great. But I'm not a fan of Hobby Lobby. <laughs> or Chick-fil-A. Or Mardell's. Or any of the Holy Trinity there that they have. Yeah. Holy Trinity. <laughs> no. in, in, Norman, in Norman on the corner of 24th and Main, it's the Holy Trinity. It's There's Chick-fil-A, Mardell's, and Holy Lobby in the, all in the same parking lot. Oh, no kidding. I know. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> now, see, I, I used to have the same feelings about Chick-fil-A. Um, but now that, like, chicken is one of the only main ones I can have, like, it it tastes better to me than it used to. Yeah. Um, you know, because sometimes I got to worry about cross-contamination, and it's easier to not have to worry about that there. I mean, it it does get quite annoying when, like, you're running errands on a Sunday and you're like, oh, let's go get Chick-fil-A. And then you get there and be like, oh, never mind. You know what the secret ingredient is, don't you? What? Powdered sugar. That's that's their secret ingredient in in Chick-fil-A's chicken. Really? Really? So that's not that good for you. Or in their fried chicken or whatever it is, or baked or whatever it is they call it. But yeah. Yeah, but who wants baked chicken? Huh? I said, yeah, but who wants baked chicken? I know. That's no fun at all. When you can have fried chicken? (laughs) I want want to damn near chip a tooth when I bite into fried chicken. It's got to be crunchy. Crunchy stuff. But uh, I, I, you know, we, we talked before about not getting in certain areas and, and that's why I won't go there. That, but that's why one reason why I won't go there. Uh, there are other I have not, I haven't shopped Michael's. I know I, I, I've been to Joanne's and Joanne's kind of always just struck me as the, the one-stop shop for this sorority craft project. Um, but I have not been to a Michael's. I may have to check out Michael's. I went to Joanne's one time. I'll never go back. But I went there one time and I walked in. I was wanting to buy a, a couple of yards of canvas to to use for because I'd seen where you can use it to burnish, like quarters. Yeah, burnish. Use it to burnish. Okay, I buy it. I'll buy a yard of it or whatever. And that lasts me forever. And I went in and I asked the lady there, "Do you need canvas?" She said, what? Do you have canvas? You know, canvas. Uh, it's over there. Really? Over there. Okay. I'll just see if I can go find it over there. <laughs> I walked out. I don't like, I hate being that when people do that. So I just walked out. And I found it at Hobby Lobby. But the thing about Michaels, Michaels has an app that you can put on your phone. And if they ha- they don't have everything, their leather stuff is getting real small. It's getting smaller, while Hobby Lobby's is getting larger. Uh, mm-hmm. But 
they have other things like when I went to do buy some watercolor paper and paints and stuff, and you can you can put in what you're looking for, and if they if they've got it, it'll show you not only yes they have it how much it is it'll show you it'll tell you what aisle it's on, which is really cool. It's helpful for me because you know I'm old fat and don't like to walk around there. I spend a you know whole day walking around and where where is it so and uh but anyway so how about that Melissa Yes I think we might have lost oh you went really quiet I thought we lost you for a second yeah, I I tend to crap out about seven o'clock in the evening. I'm always impressed by all these. You know, you said you were working till midnight. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd chop off the end of a finger if I tried to work till midnight. I, I worked I till midnight and then woke up at six o'clock. Uh, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know. <laughs> I certainly can't be trusted with. I tell you, the last time. That I tried to work the night away. I was making a watch strap. And uh, I had cut out my pieces. I had cut out a piece. And I was going to cut the small pieces from the watch band. Out of this smaller piece that I would cut off the bigger hide. Mm. And I just about had them all the way cut out. When I realized I had forgotten to move the majority of the hide off of my workspace before I started cutting stuff. I mean, right right in the middle of a piece of veg tan. Man, I would pit. I mean, there is no, there is no fixing at that point. So, key fobs and so, yeah. coasters. Key fobs and coasters. Key fobs and coasters. <laughs> and I, it, it worked out. I used a lot of it to, to practice tooling. And that's kind of how I started getting into some tooling and basket stamping. But, uh, yeah, that was probably the dumbest one I've done so far. Do you guys see more people doing, as it stands right now, more people tool or yeah. more people cut and sew? I'm seeing oh, a lot more toolers. A lot of people tool. But I, I will tell you, now that I'm up in the Tulsa area, my evening may be done here anyway. But now that I'm up in the Tulsa area, I will say that I have met uh, a lot more. And I call them builders because uh, that's what I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the tooling and it's, you know, it's pretty, but I like to build. Randy, I feel like you're probably a, of a similar mind. I like the build. Um, and uh, And there's more people up here, I would say, that are more build focused than than there were down like southern and western Oklahoma. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's because you're a little more punch everybody's a little more punchy down there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well I I I love tooling. I love to do it. Just but oh, same with my watercolor painting. I suck at it. And uh, I but I'm trying like I'm I'm probably gonna take that swivel knife class or at least the, the modeling spoon modeling class with Jim uh, in March, maybe. We'll see. Uh, 
you know, and I've had his basic tooling. I like doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not very good at it. And I know it takes practice and practice and practice. And, but gee, many Christmas, man, you know, you try, you when at some point it's just, just being damn foolish about it. And, and, and you know, <laughs> look, this is not meant to be, you know. So, but I, I love building them, doing the cut and sew, building that type of thing, uh, and, and coming up with different combinations, uh, veg tan and, and the turquoise chrome tan, that, that embossed alligator and mm-hmm. veg tan. Yeah. Embossed alligator with the, with the turquoise liner, you know, just the different things, the different, and the different hardware. Another little secret I do sometimes, which is not really a secret, a lot of people know it and they do it, but and I haven't done it in a while, I need to go back, but I, I've been known to go to thrift stores, Goodwill stores, Salvation Army stores, and and scour through their bags and uh, belts and see, you know, and even sometimes you know, big uh, duffel bags will be there, leather. And and you can, sometimes you can get a bag there for four or five bucks It has, you know, really cool hardware on it. And you can either rate it for the hardware or get the hardware and cut it, you know, dissect it and use the, modify it a little bit. Heck of a lot cheaper pattern than you could ever buy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's always a fun thing to do. Go hang out. I actually used, I used some robbed hardware on a project today, actually. (laughs) I was digging through my, yeah, I was digging through my robbed, robbed hardware bucket and it is just a god awful mess of stuff but occasionally I find something in it because uh, kind of like my scrap pieces I have way too much robbed hardware that I thought I would use at some point um, but occasionally you find a piece that works I, I had a friend that I don't know where they got it but they, they gave it they said I've got a belt for you and it's got this hardware on it you'll love it here you can have it so I went and got it, and it was literally, literally covered solid, top to bottom, all the way around, with like quarter-inch antique brass spots. And said so they were like, "You can use those. You can take those off." You, yeah, mm, not I, really. I, pre- I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm, <laughs> it's still sitting there. I'm like, "What the hell am I gonna do with that?" <laughs> Break more of them than you'd save trying to get them off. It's the thought that counts. It is. I ran into that problem today. I was going to use some spots because I have hundreds upon hundreds of spots either handed down from family members. And then I mentioned last week that uh, there's a gentleman nice enough to bestow upon me his leather crafting stuff. and, And it was a lot of spots. And wouldn't you know it that amongst all of the hundreds upon hundreds of spots that I have inherited over the years, I have not inherited a single spot setter, not one. <laughs> really? Not even, not even, not even a homemade makeshift spot setter well, in the lot of any of this. What kind of sucks about about stuff like, it, and one of the things I don't care too much for about in the leather industry is. If you buy a spot setter, and I don't mean like the the expensive one, I mean just like the little anvil and stuff, you got to buy one for every freaking size. So if you got a mm-hmm. quarter inch, you got to buy a quarter inch. You know, and it's and 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 
a lot of things throughout a lot of tools throughout the the, the whole spectrum of tools for leather work are like that you have to buy a lot of them uh, what those hand things that come down and, and set to set snaps with or that's great they're they're not that expensive unless it's a weaver you buy that <laughs> but then you got to buy all the, you want to set a snap or you got to buy this for the 24s you got to buy this for the spots and this for the rivets and this for the t- like for god's sake you're going to end up spending as much on the dies as as you would as you do for the actual setter and that's why i just buy that i bought that set i bought actually a couple of them uh years ago at, at that t word you know as all it's just a set of sets mm-hmm. setters and i use that i'm not i don't like those things anyway it's you know and then casey's making me use them that's another thing about working with there, hanging out there. I learned so much from those guys. You know, Casey's been doing it for 20-something years. Um, Glenn, third-generation saddle maker, and, and just knows so much. They both – they don't realize it, I don't know, I don't think, but I just sit around and, and watch and observe and listen and pick up stuff that those guys do, and then I'll – they'll tell me to do something and I'll screw it up and, and then I'll go here, maybe you should show me. <laughs> Why don't you show me how to do that? And, and, and they do, and they're, you know, they do anyway. They're, they're just fantastic guys to work with uh, a lot of fun. We have fun up there too, but that's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's different because what, what, when I help KC out on every odd day or whatever it is, it's not, I'm not up there all the time. I'm just up there every now and then. But when I do help him out, it's like I'm getting to see a different side of leathercraft. It's mm-hmm. a production side versus, you know, sitting here in my shop and say, oh, will you make me a wallet? Okay, well, it'll be a month or it'll be six weeks or three weeks or whatever it'll be. Up there, you know, Casey walks up and goes, hey, we got an order of for 20 quivers. I need to go pick them out and punch them out and edge them and and, and you're like, okay, and in one day you're going to make a dozen quivers and six belts and, you know, all this stuff's coming together. Somebody's coming in and knife sheaths and stuff in mm. a production, more of a production environment. And it's it's different. It's interesting and it's challenging. But uh, it, well, one of the times I went up there to help Casey, it was a day when we had to make a bunch of uh, arrow quivers. Uh-huh. And at the beginning of the day, you know, I was sitting there looking at his pattern. I was like, man, I'm going to see if he'll let me, you know, use this pattern. Now I want to make one. Like, just, just to make one, maybe sell it. I don't know. By the end of the day, I was so sick. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't, I, I'll be okay if I don't make another one. Yeah. Yeah. I have found that my, my, happy number on like mass produce because you know for, if you're going to do shows you kind of got to put together quite a few things and i found that on big items my cap is like three and on small items my cap is like yeah, i don't know five to ten before yeah. i'm like okay i want to do something else i don't want yeah. yeah. to do this anymore I've especially got, if they're I've... all incredibly similar like i'm sure the quivers are mm. Yeah, I'm, and well, and there's there's two different sizes, so yeah, I got big and small. And I, I I had a bunch of scrap that I went through. I just grabbed it. It was building up, and I thought I got to do something with it. Punched out a whole two or three Ziploc gallon Ziploc baggies 
of these key fobs. And so I took them the other day and I dipped them. I dipped dye in red and I put an OU concho on them and put them, you know, put them out there. So I've got bags of OU conchos. And, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. Three or four wallets, three or four wallets. I'm done. Those long wallets, like what Dustin has made before with the, the, the makers long wallet, you know, mm -hmm. yep, yep. with the, with the Tyvex. I'm, I'm good at about three or four of those. Huh? And I'm like, screw this. I've had enough. <laughs> you know, my nerves are shot. You know, it's, you can, you, you really need to make it look, it's gotta be right on those. You mm -hmm. can't, there's, there's no hiding. There's not much hiding being able to hide a mistake on those things. You pretty much have to be spot on with everything. So well, I'm about three or four of those and, and I'm good. And uh, I will say the last time I did those, I did a, a, a set of three Roper wallets. And the last time I did them was when I posted that reel where I used the Cricut to cut out all of my interiors, every mm -hmm. bit of the interior. The only thing I cut out personally was the veg tan exterior. And that made it, because I'm no kidding, like with toddler wrangling, to, to cut, to hand cut out the interior for three wallets probably would have taken me at least, I might have been able to do it in a day, but I'm going to say probably at least two days of humping it to get that cut out. Well, yeah, with, uh, when you're doing hand to hand combat with, with, uh, <laughs> that's 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 a full-on full-on deal there well now the little booger's tall enough to reach the top of my table so i have to place everything in the middle of the table it's just really not a conducive work environment that's why i asked about your shop because i'm i'm itching for a shop yeah. so bad these days because i just <clears throat> the uh the desk in the living room has uh, kind of outstayed its welcome at this point. So, yeah. I really enjoyed that in the back of that RV because it's a toy hauler, but the, the ramp drops down into a patio. So, oh yeah, I could, I would, and I had it backed up to some woods, so I just dropped the ramp down and set the rails around it and had an awning that went out, and you know, so it was it was nice to be able to sit there and listen to music and look out in the forest in the woods and and uh, all that but uh, who knows maybe i'll get back there again but until then <laughs> i'll be here doing this but yeah i'm, I'm doing i print off four different sizes of these flat caps so i'm going to do four of those uh and then i hope to get i've got one top hat made gonna have that one do that one with red and then we were talking about doing so i was talking i brought up the idea of what we'd like to do is uh, you know, depending on how well it turns out, which I, I'm sure it's going to be great. Red does really good work. Uh, but if we get it put together and it looks good, uh, maybe do some sort of auction or some or raffle or something and donate any proceeds to charity of some sort. And uh, that would be kind of a fun thing to do with it. That's awesome. But well, I look well, forward to seeing it. Red's doing some good work on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you go look in the leather, leather group Oklahoma Leather Crafters he's he's posted some pics some progress pics on that so but it's real looking really neat. Awesome. Well Randy thank you so much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh where can people find you real quick? 
I'm at my house. That's, I, I told my <laughs> wife people not finding me because of my previous life. No, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And um, what is your name? Tell your business name. R&B Leatherworks. Okay. It, it was kind of a play on the guy. I love music, so I had the guitars in there. And, R&B. And, yeah. So that's where they can find me. Awesome. Thank you for so much for coming on. It was this was a great episode, and uh, now it's time a real quick little dad joke. Um, <laughs> and I'm throwing somebody under the, under the bus with this one tonight. Is it so, me? As long no. as it's not me. Okay. No. So Caleb Smith, you know, he's been on the episode a few times, and I'm always, you know, he's always texting me about something, and he texted texted me today. And he said he bought a new toilet brush. And I was thinking he must be texting somebody else. Like, he must not realize he's texting me. And <laughs> he was talking about how it just wasn't working. And he didn't really care for it. I'm like, what is the point of this? And then the very last text I got from him about this, he was like, screw this toilet brush. I'm going back to paper. I've done that where somebody's text me something it's obviously a wrong number and so I just decide I'm going to play with them a little bit and I'll send something back and they'll go who is this it's like I'm Jake from State Farm and <laughs> never hear from them again <laughs> alright and with that everybody Please, if you're listening, go to whatever podcast platform that you listen through and give us a rating. Preferably only a five-star. You can write something nice. Preferably a a good one. Yeah. If you have any bad reviews, as I always say, send them to Melissa. (laughs) Blame it on me. Yeah. And that's all I got. That's all we got. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. We'll do it again sometime. Oh, for sure. Thanks, Randy. Thank you for coming on. Right. We'll see everybody next week. Awesome. Bye. I said it once, say it again. How many times I've told you? I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma.